9-11 was done by Jesse Eisenberg. All right, all right, all right, all right. We are live. All right. All right. This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Barons. Host Matt Duckett. We got producer Danny here. We got producer Brandon here. You know, a lot happened to me in Matt's life, you know, <laughs> in, in the past few weeks. Yeah, I was. Yeah, we're, we were we were out there living life. You were in the Bahamas doing your thing. I was in the Bahamas for like two straight weeks, twelve shows. Met a lot of interesting characters all around. I I drunk with a a, a, a Super Bowl legend. Uh, you know, not to name drop. I met a lot of interesting characters and women from across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, really got into the Bahamian culture. Matt uh, had a uh, highs in his uh night job and uh kind of and drank hennessy at his day job <laughs> yep yep but we can't really talk about that right now none of it matters none of it matters none of it matters today because two black guys richer than us got in a fight <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, so let's get straight into it all right so yeah no need to recap but yeah. so chris no rock will smith the joke. Let's just let, let's get straight in, into the. Did Chris go too far with the joke? It's everyone's definition of too far is different. I think for an Oscars joke, that was pretty inoffensive. It was it was off to the side. It was it was said in a way that it very easily everyone could have just moved on and not even thought about it. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't the direct attack it wasn't like the purpose of the monologue was to be like all right and now i tell this joke about jada it almost it almost seemed off the cuff i think well because chris is like really a writer you know at heart more than he is like a performer mm-hmm. but he sounded to seem like he came out there and he was just winging it and he's like yeah. he's, he like was gonna do a denzel impression but then he didn't want to commit to it because he's like i'm not jay farrow and he just moved <laughs> on <laughs> exactly yeah and then he, because he seemed like, because remember the joke about um Harvey Harvey Airbardem and uh, Penelope Cruz? Yeah, he yeah. didn't even say Penelope Cruz. She, he said Harvey Airbardem's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Penelope Cruz is more famous than Harvey Airbardem. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He was, he realized backstage. Oh yeah, I'm better than this. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't really have to try that hard. She's like, ah, fuck you and fuck you, you know. Yeah, because they kind of like monkey suited him. Like, hey, Chris, go out and dance a bit. And yeah, then Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he's like, all right, fuck it. I'll just do some low what, Wait, so you TV said he realized stuff. he's better than this. Is this kind of like when we'll have certain gigs and then like somebody like me will like pull up to the madhouse and be like, why the fuck am I here? They're not paying. <laughs> 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 well, what's that disparage club that I'd like to be booked at again? Um, my bad, my bad, my bad. But, <laughs> sorry, sorry. but it's definitely to it. But to your point, it's definitely a thing of like. Well, Nigga, it is like it though. Don't, no, well, don't I mean, say it just because you want to work there. You, you get you know you're paid to do stand up places. So yeah, a place that isn't going to pay you, irrespective of the okay, name. Okay, of it. <laughs> it's yeah, like me pulling it, up to the madhouse. It's, yeah, it's you pulling up to a place that's not going to pay you money and be like, well, I will get paid money to do this the same time and day for the exact same amount of time. Yeah. So why would I fight? Why would I try super hard or why would I bother? Um, yeah, Chris Rock really seemed like he was out there not really giving a fuck, which has made it even more absurd that things got as reactive and inflammatory as they did 
So with the joke, so it's like he obviously wasn't because it's like he's not Don Rickles. You know, he tries to channel Don Rickles when he's on the couch, you know, on late night. And sometimes he does a good job of that. But Chris's bread and butter is when he's like really worked on an act for like two and a half, three years and got it down. And it's a mix of current events and love and relationships and race like that's and, and some pop culture sprinkled in. That's where Chris Rock earns his money. Um not doing the sort of Don Rickles roast the crowd sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, like, he was doing, and I'm not saying this to excuse it, because I'm, I'm, I'm on Chris's side when I'm on Will's side, just for the record. But it's also, it's like, the thing with the, the thing that's funny with the, like, award shows is you're not at the cellar. You're not in the dirty comedy club. It's not a roast. But at the same time, one of the reasons we like having comedians host these things is there's something fun about seeing actors getting made fun of to their face because the actor, the movie star, is the most hard-to-assess entertainer. Like, the comedian's the most e- easily accessible entertainer. Then it's the athlete, especially mm-hmm. courtside, and you can say stuff, and then now right. we see that they're, you know, NBA players and stuff like that aren't taking it like mm-hmm. they used to. Um... And then after that, maybe like the musician, but even yeah. then it's like it, it's music and you can't really hear anything. Yeah, but and then it's yeah, the actor. The actor does their job completely removed yeah. from the people that consume the product. And yeah, I mean, I mean, Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes like what, like four times just because people really enjoyed the fact that he didn't particularly care and would just lay into everybody. So yeah, part of the reason... Part of the a big part of these award shows is taking the piss out of the celebrities, uh, because there has to be a degree of self awareness that this is just a bunch of rich people giving each other statues. Yeah, and the levity that's brought by being like, "Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio won't fuck a girl if she can uh, rent a car without a cosigner." <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, like that's people enjoy that because it's like, yeah, it makes people more human. It makes people more accessible, like you said. So it certainly wasn't out of line of what is expected from these shows. Here's a question I have. So comedy and the way people relate to comedy has changed over the years. We talk a lot about what it's like doing comedy in different Americas and Obama's America. And then when we had the three Americas of the Bernie Hillary, Trump America. Yeah. People are a lot more vocal. You have social media. So people that normally wouldn't feel as comfortable speaking out or doing certain things are more now because they can just do it on their phone. And they're like, everybody feels their voice means something. Sure. So let's say it's 2005 and Chris hosts the Oscars Mm -hmm. and Jada goes bald for a role or she gets alopecia earlier. Whatever. And he makes that joke. Does Will do that? Or does even anything remotely like that happen in a different America? Because I feel like it's not... And we're going to, like... I don't want to step on what we're getting into later. We're going to, like, put Will Smith on the therapist's couch later. But would that even happen in, like, say, you know, a Bush America or or even a Bill Clinton America? I, I don't think so. I, uh, I mean, listen, in... Bush and Bill Clinton America, a black man is not getting front row seats at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He's a couple rows back. All right, Cuba say. Gooding Jr., we'll have you up that <laughs> road. Yeah. Denzel. Show me the money and then get back in your seat. Nigga. Yeah, yeah. Den- Denzel at that time was like a light jog from the stage. 
and like he dog. was the only one. <laughs> he was the only one who got up that close, you know. So on a on a technical level, it wouldn't there wouldn't have been enough time. Yeah. So this girl, I don't think so. I think that the yeah, just everyone being so connected and everything being so instant definitely plays a role in people. It's very easy to see something and react and type it onto your phone, right? Yeah. And I think that that that's starting to bleed into real life where people are reacting how they would on the internet in reality. I agree. Um, is there any part where you are like on Will's side and, or you're like, I see where you... you no, know. no. Not at all. Not not even a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's silly. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like, A, people have been taking shots at you and your wife the whole night there were other jokes uh you know not about her uh, about her hair obviously and like want to 100 percent give credence to you like yeah you really shouldn't make fun of a black woman's hair like it's a sensitive topic uh it's not something i would ever well i've never told a joke about a black woman's hair yeah so i'm not i'm not touching that shit and like you know but there's different there's figuratively different- or literally I'm not touching that <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. The instructions are clear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh shit, that's really good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I um I don't even remember talking about that. That was really good. Oh fuck, that was a good joke. <laughs> oh fuck. God damn. <laughs> yeah, literally. Thespian, thespian. All right, all right. I'll pick it up. So, I'll pick. I'll pick my teammate up. Uh. But so that's something that we normally don't. You know, yeah, yeah. that's something yeah. that like you normally wouldn't say in mixed company. Even mm-hmm. though it's like black people, we've been making jokes about uh, how we all have diabetes, how we all fucking you know, and and. We make fun of LeBron's hairline. We make fun of Kevin Durant's hair. Like, hair is something. And there is something kind of, like, traumatic about that. I don't want to, like, you know, get too meta about this. But, like, black people, we do make fun of each other's appearances more than, like, other cultures do. Like, just, like, in in, within the community and then even on stage and public. Like, oh, that nigga ashy. That nigga nappy. This, that. This, that. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, when Don Imus said the nappy-headed hosting, he was... Taken from a Spike Lee movie, you know, like yeah, yeah, reference-wise, mm-hmm. at least, even though he shouldn't have said that shit. Um, but so yeah, there is something to be said for saying something like that in mixed company, and that's something I would have done. Yeah. All you one could say about Chappelle, I don't even think Dave would have done some shit like said some shit like that. You know, yeah. if Candace Owens' hair was like that, I think he would have said something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah, but can't. Yeah, Candace Owens doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> come on the pod. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's just, it's um, there's definitely a Chris Rock knows better. Yeah, um, he definitely does, and definitely, I would assume, told that joke with the expectation that would there would be no repercussions. But at the same time, that's also a very fair thought to have, you know. <laughs> Here's an unanswerable question I have. Does Chris Rock have a thing about Jada? Because 2018, 
I want to say Chris Rock host Oscars. It was at Famous Oscars, where it's all the movies from 2017, where people kind of felt Will got snubbed for a concussion. People felt uh, sucked. Right. But I was like, but he's doing an accent and it's dramatic. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a serious topic. Some people felt Michael B. Jordan got snubbed for Creed, which I don't think he did. You know, it's a great movie. No. Great yeah, acting. But Creed it's like, is, I don't. Yeah. Creed is a great sports movie. In the way that any given Sunday is also a great sports movie. Yeah, but I don't think Al or Jamie should have gotten nominated. Yeah, Jamie's not getting nominated for Willie Beeman. No, no. Like it's great. And like I'll I rewatch that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, If that's on the TV, I will if Creed or Any Given Sunday uh is on the TV, I will watch I will stop what I'm doing and watch it. I will sit through three hours of TNT. It was like Michael B. Jordan. Then it was kind of like Wesley 90s Wesley Snipe-ish, where it's like, this is great, but it's like you're not challenging yourself. Exactly. Exactly. But there was like some movies there and people felt like there were some snubs. And I think it was really what happened was because the Oscar so white thing happened like on Twitter, like a lot of movements start now on Twitter. And it was a sort of thing where it was like, I think what it was, was it was there trying to make the Academy pay, the public making the Academy pay for all the other times there are some black actors that should have gotten nominated for something. Yeah. By the way, we got to do that one time. We got to do like black actor snubs. Sometime. Oh sure, gotta, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a litany. Yeah, that's that's a whole other pod. But um, I mean, it, the training day. Just really quick, the training yeah. day. Denzel win was a hundred percent a makeup for him not winning for Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah, and then because the sin of a woman was like a makeup for Al, not for Scarface and yep. Godfather too, and mm-hmm. even yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um. Fuck. Oh yeah, unanswerable <laughs> question though. Yeah. Does. Because that, that was like have the time. a thing about Jada. What what was the joke from the joke was I don't really remember. Jada said she's boycotting the Oscars. She, Jada, it's like she does TV. You know, she does. It's like it's like they here for. I, he might have said they here for your husband, not you. But he said that's like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. Right, right, yeah. right. I don't think that's like a thing. Like they very publicly decided that they were boycotting the event. Um. So well, Jada decided. I don't, I don't recall Will saying anything. He's like, I got nominated for Ali in pursuit of happiness. I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, I'm around. I'm around. Um, because Will wants to be the Grammy Oscar guy. He, he wants like. Yeah, he cool, wants the egot. Yeah, he want he wants the egot bad. But you know, I, I don't know what Will's going to do on Broadway at this point. <laughs> uh, Will Will Smith as the dad in Fences would be the funniest thing <laughs> I have ever seen. Who says I ain't got to like you? Uh, um, but it's um, yeah. I, I I don't think that that was a terrible Will Smith. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yo, yo, <laughs> yo, Matt, like your Will Smith. Uh, you know, so it's real. The conundrum and the cerebral. You know, the pal. Uh, you know, because yeah. like the way I see my family is like <laughs> you know, it's really important to me. <laughs> it gets like a little Terrence Howard shake come out, man. But it still stays firm. Uh, that's why he's a movie star. Yeah, Lyle does the impressions, people. Lyle, yeah, does, yeah, Lyle, yeah. Lyle does the impressions. Conundrum is such a word he would use, too. Yeah, conundrum, is, conundrum. conundrum is a Will Smith word. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think that it's like a thing about Jada, though, or the Smiths as a whole. I think that, yeah, they, again, made a very public thing about not being there. And so... Yeah, as a comedian, you're tapped in and you're going to take the piss out of whatever's happening and you're going to try and knock people down a peg because ultimately, is Will Smith the face of 
the the representation of black discrimination in Hollywood? Absolutely not, because he is he's the black guy that they decided gets to be famous. Okay, that's what what I wonder though, because there is a part of me that Chris Rock just looks at the Smith family. Like I could just picture like like months or even years before this happened, I could picture Chris in like a den with like Nelson George or somebody like that, just going, and you know, like the Smiths, you know, they're kind of full of shit. You know, like I mm-hmm. kind of just feel that something in his heart that he believes, like, yeah, Will's great and Jada's great, but they're full of shit. Like that's yeah. something I I don't know why I feel that, but I feel that. Yeah, I think I, I think that is fair uh, and might be true. But I don't think that the antagonism is such that Chris Rock is like, any chance I get, I'm going to make fun of. I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, I don't you, either. Know. But the, you know what? Conspiracy corner. All right. <laughs> Let's get straight to conspiracy corner. So My 1996. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put our hats on. <laughs> yeah, put, our, put the hats on. Put the hats on. The, what are they? Right? Tinfoil uh, <laughs> dashikis? What are yeah, we yeah. Tinfoil dashikis. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, I, w- I wish I or remember. Or koofies, by the way. Yeah, koofies. Yeah. Yeah. Put on your tinfoil koofies. And- <laughs> so so here's, here's my conspiracy corner theory. You know, and this is a stretch. Because honestly, I don't think Chris Rock gives a shit. But I, let, please indulge me. 96, final season of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Because Will's got Independence Day that came out like... No, he's, Bad Boys came out the year before. Then Independence came out when he's on the sitcom. And you know his agent was like, we gotta get the, you the fuck off NBC. You're gonna yeah. die here. Um, Chris Rock has Bring the Pain come out because mm-hmm. Chris Rock's career was just kind of he was kind of like a washed up form SNL guy then Bring the Pain just changes everything right you know black people niggas bits so on and so forth and Chris Rock makes an appearance on the show as a famous comedian and when Hillary has her own little talk show and then Will is working for Hillary and then he's got to take out the Chris Rock playing a version of himself, he's got to take out his sister, where Chris Rock plays a very Shanane 90s black hood rat, oh my God, oh my God, type character. He puts on a wig, a gold wig, a dress, and then he's like getting all close to Will. I think you're so handsome. And he's got the the a bra that's, that's stuffed and everything. Yeah. And I remember watching that and thinking it's fucked up. Because I love Chris Rock on, like, the fucking, um, on Fresh Prince. That's kind of like seeing a picture of Kobe and Magic Johnson together at a practice. Like, wow, they never play on the same team. But that's so mm-hmm. dope to know they ran a scrimmage. But that's how you're using Chris Rock? Right. Putting and, him in a dress? And, here, and here's the part of that as well. Where, again, conspiracy corner if there is antagonism. Yeah. In that scenario, I can't imagine that Will Smith fought NBC on that. It was a, not at all. It was a it was a white studio executive who was like, wouldn't it be funny if we put him in a dress in the same way that X Y Z, you know, famous comedic black actors been? Who hasn't at this point? We may as well go to fucking Sephora uh, after the show and get some makeup ready for ourselves <laughs> when we have to ultimately uh, sell out uh, for the networks. But I can guarantee you that Will that is not something that Will Smith fought the executives against. Instead, he like talked. Uh, if if Chris Rock was like, like I don't want to fucking do this. You, no, it'll be really funny and like this little publicity. Blah blah blah. Because we get to see you on both sides. We get to see you as the comedian that you are, and then we get to see you do this, and that shows range. Yeah, yeah. I can kind of picture Will as somebody selling it to Rock yeah, yeah. like that, and he's exactly. like, "Well, another professor just came out, so I kind of thought, you know, but it, 
I really, I hate that. I hate yeah. that he did that. I hate that it happened. I hate that it happened on Will's show. It's because Chris Rock isn't yeah. even that type of Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Jim Carrey, where he does a bunch of characters sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, yeah, it was like watching Griffey fall asleep in the dugout in like 2011. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Retire. Uh, don't do. You don't have to do this anymore, man. You're great. Um, so if there, if there was resentment, I think that would definitely be an inciting incident. Um, I also think that Will Smith is probably upset that he didn't get the role of the zebra in Madagascar. <laughs> Shark Tale did really bad. That's all I'm saying. Chris Rock has the superior animal animated film. All right, so so I I, I hate to do this, but we gotta ask it. Keep that same energy. People are like, well, does Will do this with? I mean, people do it with like you know like, well, would Will do this with The Rock? It's like The Rock wouldn't fucking tell that joke. Like The <laughs> yeah. Rock doesn't do shit like that. <laughs> yeah, The Rock is like Will Smith without like the slightly above average acting chops, yeah. right? And, but my thing is, that, does he do it with a great comedian like T.I.? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 fuck, that's, that's so inside baseball. <laughs> but it's so, it's No, so no, good. but does Will Smith do this with uh, Jamie Foxx? Does he do it with Dave Chappelle? Because it's like, you see him do that, and it's like, oh, well, you showed a 5'10", 57-year-old And and that's the ultimate thing. It's like, oh, you slapped Chris Rock. And no offense to Chris Rock, but you made everybody hits Chris. You know know the vibe you give off and who you are. It's like, oh, you slapped Chris Rock. Good for you, dude. You really showed that short guy, that dork uh, 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 who's boss or whatever. Um, No, he doesn't doesn't do it. He doesn't do it to somebody of a larger physical stature. Because um, Will's like 6'3 on a good day, 6'2 yeah, on a bad day. And I, I don't think he does it. And I don't think he does it to... Um, I, I, he also doesn't do it to somebody that he knows a little bit better. It mm. seems like um, in the same way that like... Uh, in the same way that like Rick Pitino and... Um, and uh, John Calipari know each other. Yeah, 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 you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's like, yeah, these aren't like boys, but like you know, coached in the same uh, college conference or whatever. So like, there's a relationship, but it's not an intimate one. Yeah, um, they're just like both rich and black, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like you're gonna run into each other. You know, you know what I mean. Like, like Chris Rock goes and sees you two on tour every single time they go out. Like, yeah. Will, Will Smith's not at those shows. <laughs> like, the, the, the hobbies and they're the different. Wor- yeah. yeah, Chris yeah. is like more like artsy. You know, like he lives in Jersey and he commutes to New York. Like, I feel like he goes to his office, works on something, reads a script, watches a movie. And I feel like Will just is like, how can we elevate? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're they're two dudes that definitely don't, they don't have the relationship that would justify Chris Rock telling that joke about his wife. Um, which therefore... What kind of does more justify it, though? Because you don't know... You ain't over to dinner like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't do the joke like that, like, if I know you. True. You know? That, it's fair. Yeah, there's there's kind of two sides of that coin, huh? Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Will Smith does it to somebody uh, of a bigger physical stature, somebody he knows better, or somebody white. I... Okay, so... so okay, so he wouldn't do that to Bill Burr. But Bill Burr's like, you know, no. like... Yeah, somebody get a hat or whatever. Like he wouldn't. Yeah, no. It, it, I, I think you. I think you might have bit his tongue or yelled from the seat. I but he wouldn't have gotten up and, and, and. Yeah, slapped. yeah, yeah. 
All mm-hmm. right, so that, that like I want to get all right. So right before we put Will on the couch, the thing that the thing that like really I don't want to say when it's hurt me. I don't want to say this hurt me because it's like I've been around real shit. I've seen shit like this. So ultimately, mm-hmm. it's like we're just seeing some shit that we've seen in our community, in our neighborhoods mm-hmm. with some rich motherfuckers. Yeah, but it's for me, it's like what they what they mean to me because Will Smith for me. That's a childhood idol. It's like Will Smith. It's Kobe Bryant. It's like certain guys that were like, they were with me. Like I have watching Fresh Prince and Men in Black and like, and all that. And then Chris Rock means something different because Chris Rock wasn't my childhood per se, but he was with me in that time. You know that kind of transition when you're about 11 to 14 years old and you're starting to leave the Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and yeah. Cartoon Network mm-hmm. and you're like, like when you discover Goodwill Hunting and you're like, oh wow, I feel sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. I like this movie with no CGI and it's adult stuff. And yeah, you're able to put together the nuances of like what makes good art. Yeah, and you're like, all right, I don't so, but I like Goodwill Hunting. I like Finding Forrester, and the, the, there are these movies and, and this art that is. And for me, like Chris Rock was part of that. Like it was totally. edgy, and he's sure. saying, plus, and all the. And Chris Rock was also, I think, what's so noteworthy about Chris Rock is he's like he was this. You look at like prime Chris Rock, 96 to 04, just stand-up wise. His bits were kind of like songs in the way that we repeated them. It's two sides. It's da-da-da. Like we would repeat his stuff like like on the playground or whatever, like we would repeat like a rap verse or a chorus or something. Absolutely. So it's just like these two guys were like really in, it's kind of like watching your uncles go at it or some shit. It's like, wow, you guys were like really in my life. It's like, you know. Yeah, certainly. I I mean, I, I get that. I wish that I had, not I wish, I never had the connection to Will Smith. Yeah. That you did love the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, loved Men in Black. Did you have a version of that with like a black actor that was like, you're, because Denzel's like too, like more Denzel's serious. Denzel's too old, but like, God, I worship the ground beneath that guy's feet. Definitely. Um, I would say, I mean, I, I, I definitely, on the Chris Rock note, I'm 100% with you. Okay, yeah. It's like, you know, when you're, 10, 11, 12, and you're not just laughing because somebody's saying the word pussy, like you're actually understanding the context in which someone says the word pussy, and you're like, oh, this is funny because X, Y, Z. Um, the cuss words were just like extra fuel yeah, for yeah. The fire, but it was Exactly, like, it was, yeah, so for me, it was like, yeah, it was like him and like Chappelle, it was like uh, more on the comedic tip, I guess, than more than just like, I, I, I've, I never, actors, I never really gravitated towards, um, but specifically with Will Smith, having a dad who grew up in Northwest Philly, like from jump, it was like, yo, Will Smith is a fucking, Will Smith is a cornball. Like <laughs> that he's like, he's not it. He's not, Will Smith doesn't rep Philly, which I I guess uh, before we put Will on the couch. Yeah, I yeah, did, yeah. I want to talk about what, what get, your dad feels yeah, about yeah, Will. Yeah, because, um, you know, I don't. We, we've alluded to my dad before on the podcast and Being shit like Black that. Black Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah, Black Tony Soprano and all that shit. But like, yeah, my dad is like a bona fide street kid from Germantown, Philadelphia. And for people who don't know Germantown, Philly, uh, especially in like the sixties and seventies, where my dad was growing up, is that like you mentioned Germantown, Philly to like any black dude like over the age of like thirty-five, and it's like, oh, that's like a real that like he was in it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, my dad's like from the streets and shit. And so um, <laughs> he called me on the phone to discuss this yesterday. So I have some thoughts. 
so my dad has um, what he described as a West Philadelphia old Negro group chat uh, <laughs> that was popping off Sunday Surprise night. Surprise old Negroes know how to use a group chat. Yeah, yeah right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like reactions to things that don't make sense. Yeah. Like emojis coming out of nowhere. Uh, but for my dad, uh, who described himself as the Germantown delegate, uh, <laughs> we do not claim Will Smith, nor, nor do we believe his actions were representative of some real Philly street shit. If you're going to slap someone like Chris Rock, they better end up on at least one knee after you do it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a 100% a bitch-made move. Which is like, yeah, it's like, slap him. Chris Rock and he just eats it and laughs in your face. <laughs> we know the other <laughs> thing with Chris Rock getting slapped is he came out that he had a learning disability. Not too yeah, long. yeah. He has like, he isn't able to read um, facial expressions. Facial expressions. And like, yeah. you have to verbally tell him something. So Chris Rock, I don't think he knew he was about to get slapped necessarily. Because no. when Will came up, he said, ah, Richard. He's thinking like, oh, it's the guy from the movie yeah, yeah, that he yeah. just did. And it's like, because I remember I would see like learning disability kids get like slapped. I hit a few learning disability kids when I was a kid. You know? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They wasn't retarded. They just like there it is. There it is. They just no. They they just they just like they just looked at like numbers and saw shapes. But they'd be like really like they didn't get the good it's grades until middle better. school. It's not making it better. No, listen, 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 okay. No, them niggas I'm was just like imagining Lyle just having just on in the playground, just beating the shit out of Rain Man. Just <laughs> in a sandbox. Definitely not good. No, oh, but it wasn't God. like I was like trying to be I wasn't a bully. It was like they would fuck with me and be like, yo, leave yeah, me yeah. alone. And they wouldn't leave me alone. They keep fucking with me. And then yeah. I'd like, and then somebody would be like, yo, you know, like, <laughs> you know, he got that. a learning disability. I'm like, but why is he hitting me if he got a learning disability? Why are you talking? He knows his cuss words. It's like, it's like when people try to act like Kanye crazy. I'm like, that, that nigga's not crazy when he's at Gap. Okay. Yeah. So don't tell me he's crazy. So, and, and let me tell you something about the learning disability kids like that I got into altercations with. All right. <laughs> They got bad grades in elementary, but by the time you got the middle school and it was long division, them niggas was excelling, okay? They couldn't do the basic math, but they could do the long shit. So them niggas was smart in a different way, all right? So, like, don't... But I'm just saying, Chris Rock reacted like the, the mentally disabled kids do when they get got hit, where he was just smiling and explaining himself. Like, they're like, it was a G.I. Jane joke. He still explained himself smiling. And then it's like, when I would see the, the uh, learning disability kids get hit, not retarded, not mentally disabled, just learning disability. They just be like, "No, no, but you sh you stepped on my sandcastle or whatever." Like they just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my sandcastle! I'm from the concrete jungle. It wasn't no sandcastle. Uh, concrete jungle, sandcastle, <laughs> no sandcastle. I'm just making shit up. Santa Monica High School. What is this? <laughs> I don't oh know. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just trying to set a scene. I'm just trying oh to set man. a scene. What a what a brilliantly, hilariously offensive way to describe <laughs> exactly what happened. Yes, yes. Oh fuck! As Amazing. As you were. As you were. No, but back to your dad's comments. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So uh, actions were not representative of some actual street Philly shit. Uh, if you're gonna slap someone, they better end up on at least one knee. Uh, a real Philly dude would have either beat his ass at the after party. Yeah, yeah. Or he would have ripped one of the armrests out of his chair and stabbed him. <laughs> 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 
but very calmly. Um, yeah, it, that that was basically the summation of my father's comments, which I agree with 100. percent It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna go up and if you're gonna go up and hit somebody on television in front of people like that, like you gotta do something more than slap them and have them laugh in your face and. And then make like, a joke after. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's like, yo. I know Chris was mad he didn't have, like, a good comeback in the moment. Because he was like, like, it was, like, what he said was good and then kept the show moving and got some laughs. But it yeah. was like. When he, when Will Smith screamed the first time, like, keep your wife, my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. I, I wish he just went, or what? You're going to hit me? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. That would have been so fucking funny. I, that but. scene is one post that said, like. Chris Rock should have said, "I'm gonna feel that until August." <laughs> you know, you know what I, I, I imagine this alternate reality though. Since you talk about like real Philly niggas, mm -hmm. I imagine an alternate reality where Bill Cosby doesn't get canceled, and then Bill's on stage, and he goes, "Jada Pinkett, can we get her a hat?" Stupid, and then Will goes up. Slaps old ass Bill Cosby because clearly Will don't got a problem slapping old people. And then Bill trips him and then kicks him and goes, I'm from Philadelphia too, nigga. Ask the Muslims on the dirt bike. Oh. We coning, we coning. We are we a bunch of folk. Well, you see, you can take the street nigga out of Philly, but you can't take the Philly out of the street nigga. Oh, you know, and like to say I'm not a real Philly nigga because I'm not Muslim and I don't have a beard or a dirt bike, that is representative and indicative of a certain... Uh, yeah. You made a song called Parents Don't Understand. You're not exactly fucking in it to win it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so let's uh let's just give some notes. Uh yeah, we're putting Will on the couch, I guess, after just roasting. <laughs> let's do that. Him hey, yeah, yeah. After we just after we just humiliated him, let's put on a, so Will yeah. is I talked about how because I know you were born like a little later and you just don't gravitate to actors the same way. Yeah, yeah. But Will's interesting to me as a figure because Denzel, for example. Denzel's kind of more of like Cut from the cloth of a little Sidney Poitier, a little Billy D. Williams. Mm -hmm. Denzel's pre-hip-hop, but he still kind of has a hip-hop swag because he's from Mount Vernon, New York, and he's yeah. got a certain influence and he played ball. Yeah. Whereas Will Smith kind of almost feels like if a slightly softer Eddie Murphy yeah. I mean, well, I rapped mean, instead of did stand-up, but didn't curse. Because yeah. mm -hmm. he, he's kind of like that 80s, like there's a certain kind of 80s guy vibe, like he's kind of yeah. feels like he comes from that. And Will's the guy, he's like the black guy that did everything right. Up like up until, you know, the world changed. But, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't cuss, he never got in trouble. Even with um the stuff alluding to whatever his sexual sexuality may be, I think of a line on the Sopranos of um if Vito wanted to pursue that lifestyle, he should have did so in private. Mm -hmm. And it's like. Will hasn't put any of his sexual business out there. Like, a lot of what comes out about him, or allegedly, it's just kind of rumors or other people saying it. Mm -hmm. He's been... I'm not trying to, like, you know, ride his dick or nothing, but I'm saying he's done everything that a black man should do right on paper. He's never really lost his cool. He's never... And then we've had years of there being public abuse. Bad Boys too. 
there, Dr. Dre was music supervisor. Dr. Dre is charging some music on Bad Boys too, and there was a scene in it where um, Dr. Dre, and this is like a lot of people say this, it's never been confirmed by Dre or Will, but Dr. Dre put the song "Bitch Niggas" in, and where Will's on screen, "Bitch Niggas," he was a bitch ass nigga. Because there was like a little thing, because Eminem had the line like, Will Smith don't got a customer's rap to sell records, so right, fuck right. him and fuck you too. Mm-hmm. So it's like when Will was like, I didn't have to curse to sell a record or whatever. And yeah, then it was yeah. like, they had like their little thing of clean rap versus like the shit we still listen to. <laughs> and, <laughs> yep. And uh, I mean, you know, I loved you getting jiggy with it, but we, that's not Kevin. Yeah, but Bowl. yeah, if I'm not, listen, I'll dance to getting jiggy with it when it comes on at the club at 9 p.m. <laughs> But the Will Smith Nigga, discog- you would show up the, at the, the club the, at 9 p.m. But the Will Smith discography stop. But the Will Smith discography stops at eleven at eleven at the er, at the latest, you know. So I just want to laugh that like Matt would be at the club at nine. Like, oh, there's no better time to be at the club from than nine to eleven. That is the worst time. I don't show up until like 10 30. You get the fun of the fucking you get to you get to sit and hang out. And just everything be cool and quiet and just like listen to whatever's what? playing. Cool and quiet. There's stay no home. wait for the drinks. You don't gotta wait for drinks, shit like that. And then like, ahead, ten to eleven is when it gets starts getting crowded and shit's popping off, and you get a little you get enough of that and then you leave. I don't like to be in the thick of it. I'm not about that action. That's what it is. You're not about yeah, that. Yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I'm not I'm not gonna make meatballs right now. We're, we're coons of a different cloth line. <laughs> <laughs> We are coons of a different cloth. <laughs> but as long as that cloth yeah. is coontiful, yeah, yeah, my either. brother. Yeah, I'm not a I'm a I'm a non-nocturnal coon. Oh yeah. I like I mean my stand-up is everything that takes place between like, you know, 10 30 and 4 a.m. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> but so I, I look at Will like that, and then he talks about how Tupac made him insecure and how he'd be in the same room as Pac and couldn't talk to him and I don't, like, be on the memes and all that shit. And there's this thing in his autobiography about how he saw his dad physically abusing his mom and he never did anything and he ran and hid and he felt like a coward, which, by the way, let me just say, no, kid, don't beat yourself up about that. You're a fucking kid. Don't forgive yourself. A lot Mm -hmm. of kids forgive yourself. But Will clearly hasn't forgiven himself for a lot of these things and what he feels are shortcomings because there's certain things that, I don't want to get into what's toxic black masculine and all this because some stuff ain't toxic. It's just real nigga shit, you know? Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but there is, there are like, that we do a lot of, a lot of black culture and black art is we are selling trauma and we'll never really sold trauma except maybe a little stuff on the fresh print here and there that was sprinkled in. Right. But he was a guy that just did everything right. He made movies. He studied the blockbuster. He, he said, like, um, I studied the formula for what makes movies uh, the biggest top grossing movies. So he studied, like, AT. He studied and Aliens and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what do people like? And you look at a lot of his movies. He's like the last man on Earth. And he's like, I'm going to save the world. He clearly has a certain image he wants to project. And I think yeah. all after all the years, he just couldn't take it. Yeah, there's uh, certainly something to the issue with... Will Smith is one of the first guys to really make a brand out of himself. Um, Definitely. And yeah, there, there comes a time where you want to deviate from that brand, you know, in, in the same way that like, you know, 
you you'll see like Jack Black randomly pop up in like a very dramatic role. Yeah, you know, because it's like you gotta just get away from School of Rock shit uh, yeah. at some point. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much Will has um, deviated from that in his in his career. He's really kind of stayed in this wheelhouse for three decades, and that can take its toll. And then especially as Kind of from honestly from within that image starts to get chipped away at and yeah. broken down by literally your own family members. Uh, it can mm. have an effect. It it has an effect, and I I I think that we've kind of seen over the past few years a guy who's kind of slipping and like and not in a way that he should be necessarily at fault for it, but. Yeah, it's like it's hard. It's hard to be that guy for as long as he's been that guy, and I guess Sunday was just the night that it all kind of stopped. You know, where some people, uh, you know, the the clean comic is like doing blow off a hooker's ass in the green room or something like that. Uh, Will Smith punched a dude, slapped a dude in the face on national television. By the way, clean comics are some of those dirty motherfuckers. Yeah, exa- exactly, like, exactly, exactly, right? They're, they're totally nasty. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I, think, I think we just watched a guy just, like, have such a desperate need to deviate from who he's been for so long and who's, who he's marketed himself as. That is an excuse. I think, again, it's it was a 100% a bitch-made move and, and, and some weak shit. But again, if you go 30 years as being this guy, you don't really know how to be like an actual tough guy. Uh, then you'll do some. Well, I, I want to like come that. from a place of identification as opposed to comparison because I like, I want to have as much empathy and understanding for black men, especially black men that snap mm-hmm. as much as I can. Because if I don't care, if you don't care, who's going to give a fuck? Nobody's going to give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Some black women will give a fuck, you know? And, you know, they'll be like, all right, I give a fuck, but nigga, you got to get out my house. You got to get out my life. But I wish you, I did everything I can for you. But outside of that, like, you know, the white ladies, you know, think they're oppressed, don't, ain't going to give a fuck. The white boys ain't going to give a fuck. Like, you know, we going to give a fuck. Like, nobody's really going to give a fuck. Fair. So that's why I like to come from a place, because what I see with Will Smith, with, with that moment, I've seen that from niggas that are kind of cut from that cloth where it was never the tough guy. They kind of did everything right. And then just one moment, they just snap and lose their shit. Yeah. And I'm like, by the way, like, answer me this. Because this this goes beyond Will, which is like why I really want to unpack this. Is this something where you try to be acceptable to all people because will he you know probably i don't want to say second to denzel but there's like maybe like five black male celebrities i can think of where their q their stock is high within the black community and the white community mm-hmm. at the same time sure. and then even outside of black white mm-hmm. and do you think but will did it differently because like jay-z is stock is high in a way where you just like great rapper so cool beyonce uh, Denzel does it in a way where it's he's so great, but then we we rarely hear from him. Kind of like yeah. Kendrick, kind of like Beyonce, where it's like, well, we don't really know how Denzel feels about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like that. Um, Will did it in a way where he's like 
he was a lot more personable than Denzel. You know, he would he'd go on 106 in Park and he he'd, he'd beatbox and then he'll like do a verse from Summertime and he'll do the kind of wave your hands in the air like you just don't. So it's like white people in a Jay Leno audience yeah. get down with it. You know, it's not that complicated. You don't have to two step. And but he's still fun. Like, so do you think there's a thing where like you can kind of lose your mind trying to be accessible to all of America? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know how exhausting it is? I mean, you know, the modern examples right now are uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock, I would say. Uh, how so? How so? In terms of, well, they're, they're both just two guys that are like trying to please everybody with yeah. everything that they do. Um, and it's, you know, it remains to be seen how in 20 years, what if they're going to smack somebody in the face of the Academy Awards because they're still relatively new to this. Ken um, is angry. I could tell. Yeah, yeah. There's been a real edge to him. It feels like just like you watch like an interview. Like I, I watched him on like Jesus and Marrow a couple months ago. Yeah. I was like he seems like pissed off. Um, you can tell he, he's a drinker too. He seems like he unwinds with like a few. Yeah, not like I don't think he drinks like in a way where he fucks up his life. But he kind of yeah. like I feel like he drinks like I drink. Like yeah. these bitch ass niggas. Like, <laughs> <he's>, like <laughs> yeah. So it, it 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 there's uh yeah. It's just it's exhausting. I mean. You know, you look at like, oh my God, Will Smith was in five movies this year or whatever, and it's like, Will Smith's in too much stuff. It's like, you don't was like five movies this year. I thought he just no, no, not that's year. I'm just like saying like, let's oh, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. think about like Will Smith, like when he was like really going crazy, uh, with like putting himself everywhere, being everywhere, and pleasing everybody. Yeah, it's completely exhausting. It's just it, it's an exhausting process. So yeah, I I I I. I Definitely think that there's a mental and physical toll that comes with being that guy. So with that, by the way, if we ran out of video, we, we still got audio. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a thing also where, like, with Will, I think it's that, like, he kind of, he fell off. Like, it's not even that, I don't want to say Will fell off, because I hate, like, with, with rappers where it's like they drop an album that, like, Roddy Rich dropped, like, an album that just didn't connect to Drake drops an album that doesn't connect. Mm -hmm. We just like, oh, they fell off. It's like, no, they just wasn't as good as other albums, but like, I won't say mm -hmm. they fell off. But Will's, I think what happened is like the Marvel movies became a thing and you got the Dark Knight. Like 2008 is when stuff started to shift. And I want to say that year, that the year before that, he had Hancock. And Hancock, mm -hmm. like, wasn't a failure, but didn't connect like the Dark Knight and Iron yeah, Man yeah. and other things. Not at all. And then he goes into the After Earth and then more people are watching or binge watching TV series. So, like, the movie star is starting to become a thing of the past. Yeah, I mean, I, I pulled up his filmography just because I'm a little curious. And then he tried and he tried to get in superhero space with Suicide Squad. And that yeah. was absolutely awful. And then they, like, didn't they replace him with Idris Elba or something like that? The, well, he didn't, he didn't come back. He didn't he, come back. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's just like, I don't want to do this. But, yeah, I'm, like, looking at, uh, I'm looking at what he was in. Uh, it's like you've got, like, Men in Black 3, Concussion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was definitely fucking Margot Robbie. They were in like three movies together. I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking at this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I had that thought and then I was like, well, did he really fuck her? Because oh, I was yeah. like, well, yeah. Here's, and here's like a prime example. You remember Gemini Man? Kind of. So the basic plot of the movie is Will Smith is like an aged super soldier and then they cloned him. And then the young version is coming after him. 
that movie would have absolutely annihilated every single box office record in 2003. Yeah, it'd be kind of like some minority but, reports. Yeah, in 2019, who gives a fuck? So Will, Fer- uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith was holding on to, he's had a hard time moving past what got him big. These kind of sci-fi. Because he's still doing like, yeah. And we don't really watch movies like that, those types of movies anymore. It's not real. It's not a thing. And then, yeah, it's like you've got, you know, the Bad Boy reboot. And then, you know. He's uh, just going back to his old shit. He's done like a third Bad Boys. He's done a third fucking. uh, Yeah, and let's be honest about it. King King Richard is just another version of The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. It's just just that movie. You know, can I tell you, just as somebody that does impressions, I kind of felt like he was kind of tapping into Ali a little bit. Let me tell you, like he was kind of yeah. doing that southern, like, yeah. Did you feel that a little bit? Like sure. he's reaching in his Ali bag a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I think that it's a combination of just the wear and tear of being that guy for thirty years, and also being that guy anymore doesn't work. Uh, kind of contributes to probably a, a mental state that isn't particularly healthy. Then throw in all the shit about like his relationship with his wife just being aired out in public. Uh, it, it's not a it's not a recipe for a stable person. Um, and then his kids. There's a time Jay, the emancipation stuff and black people. We don't really do that. And then yeah. Will was saying some real unblack parent type shit. Like mm-hmm. we let our kids. We don't punish our kids, nigga. What? And then yeah. it was. And he kind of last stock in the black community a little bit. Like, yeah. all right, Will. We know you on the freaky shit. We get you in Hollywood, but now you talk about you don't spank your kids. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. it got yeah. a little weird. Yeah. The uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, the million underneath it. Let, let me ask you if depth. if you were I know rap. If if you were like say Will was like, or a studio was like, all right, we need something for Will, and Will's just open, and he realizes the sci-fi bullshit isn't working. Mm-hmm. What would you put Will in? Would you put Will on TV? Like, what's the situation? Would you after this slap? Like, <laughs> you're asking me how to resurrect Will Smith's career? Yeah, like how would you do it? Oh man, um, whoo, fuck. That is that's gonna be a no reboot. No, like yeah, that's a thing. I think Will Smith would have been if Will Smith was twenty years younger, he could he could be he could have been Black Captain America, and it would have went really well. He could have pulled it off. Nah. It's just set in the 40s. They gonna freeze a nigga and be no, like, no, no, die no. for our no, country. They, they put, no, they put it now. They have it now. They It's modern now. And um, what's his fucking name? The guy Yeah, but he's still Falcon. from the 40s, though. No, no, but Falcon is now Captain America. You didn't watch the show. There's a whole fucking, you know, TV, Disney Plus. I just right. saw Avengers. And yeah, I said, well, yeah. that was nice. Yeah, Disney Plus, sponsor the pod. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, well, you got to put... Well, yes, Disney sponsored the pod where I talked about fighting kids with learning disabilities. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had yeah. learning disabilities till yeah. later. Yeah. Put the man in Goof, tro- uh, goof Troop. Uh, the reboot, <laughs> Garge Max really took it to that disabled kid. <laughs> oh, God, Goofy! <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, but, put this, this nigga's dad yeah. in the institution already. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to revitalize Will Smith, you gotta put. Yeah, you gotta put him. Okay, gotta, so, so well, let me say mine. Yeah, go for it. I will put Will on a show, kind of like Californication. Okay, I will put Will on a show where he's like doing blow, fucking bitches, uh, 
just being like a piece of shit, like yeah. Will's like saying nigga and fuck, and like Will calls a white woman a cunt to her face. Yeah. Like I, I put Will Smith on the show where he's doing all the things I want to do. But no, it's, it's like, but I will put Will on a show where it's just like real raw HBO Showtime, just him being like an anti-hero piece of shit. Yeah, I think I think that would probably, that especially would probably, now. Yeah, you basically, yeah, you gotta you gotta put him in some shit where it's just yeah, it's really edgy and it's like you've already dipped your toe in being the antithesis of what we thought you were. So now you gotta you gotta go full. Set. You were the hip hop Sidney Poitier. Yeah, yeah, for like lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And and then now it's like we realize there's these dark things. And now, like, I want to see Will explore that because I would see, like, Will on these, like, on, like, Letterman and stuff like this and where he, he'd do, like, these dramatic roles. And that was the thing. Like, when he started, he tried getting away from, like, the sci-fi shit and he started doing the Oscar bait, like, Pursuit of Happiness, Seven Pounds, where it's like, I am the one to fix the world. I am the one to fix these people. Mm-hmm. And, like, you yeah, got to pursue the happiness, but then it's like, Seven Pounds, nah. Uh, mm-hmm. and the other stuff like that. And then he's like, all right, let me go back to the sci-fi stuff. And I, yeah, I, I think it's like, no, bro, you, like, you got to go eat. Because like with Denzel, it's like, I look at all the Denzel stuff that like really works now. Yeah. And it's like American, like post-training day. It's like mm-hmm. American Gangster. It's um, Flight, which yeah. I mean, I don't think Flight was a great movie, but I just, I'm like, I just love seeing Denzel do yeah, blow performer, yeah, performer and be a piece of shit. Like, great, yeah. Yeah, that's in... The thing of that with Denzel that works really well now is that you never really know what the next thing is going to be. Yeah. You don't know which direction he's going to go in. So I think Will Smith needs to kind of establish that for himself now where it's like, all right, well, are you going to do a King Richard or are you going to do this like action movie? God, he'd be terrible in a King Richard. What was like, that? like Will doing Shakespeare, that'd be awful. Oh, you mean him doing... Um, Macbeth, or, Macbeth yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really, that would be really funny. Um, my bad, my bad. I say King Richard, not thought. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought no. King Richard. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, I'm, King, I'm pretty sure King Richard might actually be a Shakespeare play. I think that's why they called it. I think that's why it's called that. Oscar bait. Yeah, will be. Will has been shaking his ass for an Oscar. Before, <laughs> um, yeah. So just so obvious, he's been yeah. trying to get it. Yeah, long way away from the great vibes. Um, yeah, I think I, but I'm with you. I think it, it would have to be something edgy, something uh, on the lines of the F, like a Ray Donovan almost. Yeah, yeah, of. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Ray Donovan, Californication, like one yeah. of those Showtime shows where it's like, yeah, he's he's doing some. I know he was supposed to play Nicky Barnes, and I'm like, I like him more. I just I, I never like Cuba Gooding Jr. as an actor. I just never. No, you don't like Snow Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like him punching the air in Boys in the Hood. We, yeah. It was like real. I ought to show you. My like principal in high, time. my principal in high school was an actor uh, before he went into education, and he he swears on his life that he was the second choice for Boys in the Hood behind Cuba Gooding Jr. And so he just has this hate boner for for Cuba. And is and on the same note is like yeah, the way he played that role, it's just like wasn't what it needed. He was probably the fifth choice because I know John Singleton originally wanted to have all the NWA members in Boys in the Hood. Yeah, so. So then he gets Cuba and then there are probably like three other niggas he was thinking about. <laughs> right. And then knowing yeah. Johnny's like, yeah, man, it's close, man. Keep working yeah. on it, man. Yeah, like, exactly. I yeah. John being like that. Yeah, he was on a different world for a couple episodes, so good for him. But yeah, I, I, 
It's going to be interesting to see what Will's next move is. So, move. I mean, I like. I want to see him in a Scorsese movie, just doing some like shit. Even if, like in Scorsese, you probably wouldn't have him as a lead. But just if Scorsese had Will in a movie for like fifteen minutes, That'd like on some Matthew McConaughey shit, that would be very interesting. Like, so, so to get away from Will though, like there, there's other stuff about this that I want to unpack. Um, mm-hmm. Protecting women, because uh-huh. this is this whole thing that happened is really clear that how divided like the country is because. There's some people that are like, oh, good. I'm glad Will did what he did. That made my pussy wet. He stood up for his woman and shit. So then we had the article from uh, the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, NBA record holder for most points scored and also most college credits. <laughs> that, is a, that is a guy who did not miss a fucking class, man. Kareem is clearly like the smartest person that ever played professional sports. Yeah, like. By a mile. So I want to take this. This is from... Uh, and, and look, I'm very... As somebody who's a, a big proponent of real nigga shit, I'm very anti-think piece. But Kareem wrote some stuff that, yeah. like, you know... Kareem knows, how, Kareem knows how to access the... the, the, the uh, he knows how to be intellectual in a way that anti-intellectual people can like... Are you saying I'm an anti-intellectual? I'm not saying you're anti-intellectual. I'm saying that... You kind of just did. You said that you're anti-think piece. That's not anti-intellectual. He know... Because think pieces... No, okay. When I say I'm anti-think piece, I mean I'm anti-white culture. Sure. That may... That... Yes. In... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar knows how to be heady in a way that isn't disrespectful to people that didn't double major in college. Thank you. Thank That's you. how so, I should have articulated it. We're going to revisit this on another episode. Because <laughs> you did just say, like, you like some dumb nigga shit, Lyle. <laughs> um, <laughs> got to. You got to. Keep you honest. So I highlighted some I've never of what, been to a strip club. <laughs> so, I, I, so I highlighted some of this. Kareem said, um, quote, by hitting rock, he announced that his wife was incapable of defending herself against words. From everything I'd seen of Pinkett Smith over the years, she's a very capable, tough, smart woman who can single-handedly take on a lame joke at the Academy Awards show. And another quote, Worse than the slap was Smith's tearful, self-serving acceptance speech in what she rambled on about all the women in the movie King Richard that he's protected. Those who protect don't brag about it in front of 15 million people. They just do it and shut up, end quote. Yeah, I mean, uh, when he said that, I thought about that scene in Breaking Bad with uh, Gus talking to Walter White, where he's like... A man does his job because he has to, not because of the adoration of his family, but because it's what must be done. Like it was like he was. Gus and Kareem are kind of like the same. Yeah, they're coons. Well, Kareem's not a coon. They are black men cut from the same cloth. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, a hundred percent. Despite uh, drug dealing and education, they're like cut from the same cloth. (laughs) But I mean, I, I. I read that and it was just like, yeah, Kareem is should be the fucking president and should just decide what happens in every fucking situation because it's all it's always the most researched, well put, exactly what I was thinking type of thing. Oh, um, we see Matt's ego come out a little bit. Exactly what I was thinking type <laughs> shit. So Lyle's anti intellectualism 
And Matt's, oh, I was thinking what Kareem was thinking. Interesting. I was thinking what the double major nigga was thinking. And Lyle just want to roll around in the dirt and coon. We're kind of seeing Matt's little elitism right now. I can't help that my parents paid for private school. I can't. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, a little. Yeah, we we seen a little oh, bit. A little, yeah. Little, yeah, a little. I'm the bull. Look, Matt is the stats guy. Yeah, Lyle's the bullshit detector of the show that keeps this all honest. Exactly. Yeah, there's it's the dynamic works. All right. Yeah. Fucking, however badly I might phrase it. <laughs> you got both sides of the bell curve. Yeah. If fucking. If fucking. You, you know what? I would host a show. I would always interest Matt, and I'd say, "Oh, he look. He looks like if I had both parents, I'd say he looks like I'm the private." Yeah. Yeah, I had, a, I had a bunch of jokes about that. But uh, it's it's the boy. Are you showing how true it is? The, com- uh, yeah, the commonalities, despite the differences, is what makes this marriage successful. Um, <laughs> but on on the note of Kareem, um, a hundred percent. I, I was there anything what, from Kareem you wanted to bring up? Because I, I I had like yeah, another I mean, it's yeah. it's I just agreed with everything that he said. I mean specifically. He, and like Kareem has like been on his like empowering black women shit for literally decades. Like uh Wilt Chamberlain uh put out like a book in like the eighties, seventies, where he was like, Yeah, I don't like sleep with black women because they have too many sexual hang-ups compared to white women. And Kareem just like came at his ass on that shit. Like just straight up like was like, yo, like this is not Will the would way love that Kevin we- Samuels. <laughs> You know, so like, to, so the reason I bring that Will up. Will would love to be on the Fresh and Fit podcast. Ah. Well, yeah, Walt Jamer really fucking would. He really fucking would. Holy shit. I'm, I'm sorry. Keep, no, keep no, going. No, no. Will, I'll just, nah. say, uh, just to the Green. point that he has a lot of. This is an arena he's existed in for quite some time in terms of like his. Uh, what he cares about and what he talks about and what he like, theorizes, I guess. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah. I, that that slot was more was was even even in the situation that Jada wanted him to do that, which I probably think that he wanted Will she wanted Will to do something. Um, but even yeah. with that established, that was more for him than it was for one hundred percent. Yeah, it was it was that was an act of self service beyond over anything else. You know, what Will did which I don't respect because I've had girls do this to me. And it's what I call a gangster transfer. So, girl, she upset her little pussy tech job. I say pussy tech job, not in a job shaming way, but just in a way where it's like, yeah, it's rough and you work hard and you got to be smart and, and all that stuff and I respect what you do. I like, I respect what anybody does, but it's like, okay, come on, you're not working for the city. Like, mm-hmm. you're making over 100000 a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, there's a nice apartment you're going home to at the end of the day. Right. You're not like dealing with bullshit and then going to a shitty studio where, with thin walls. You're not going to like a place with like four roommates. You're going to a nice place that's all your own. And then you're upset about the way some white man talked to you and then the way some lady talked to you. And then you're upset about it. And you're starting to take that shit out on me. That's a gangster. No, get gangster over there, nigga. Don't get gangster with the niggas that got love for you. Like, niggas do that. Like, I hate when men do that. Because it's like, if I'm upset about a bitches and other shit, I'm coming at them. I'm not coming with the other shit. So, Will, talk your shit on Instagram. Come with the memes. You know? And I don't even think Will tripping off August. I think he's tripping off of, like, just the 
spiral and everything is spun into, and he's just like not the nigga anymore. Mm-hmm. And like you more upset about that. Like, nigga, drop a rap album, call Hit Boy or something. Yeah. Don't smack a comedian, nigga. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like go find something, you yeah, know? 100. Yeah, it really did feel like them giving him that award was like the like it's over <laughs> for you type of thing, right? Really? Like, 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 all right, we're we kind of done with you. Yeah, I feel like it was like, I think it's just like, yeah, it's like when, uh, it's like when like Jason Kidd and Dirk Nowitzki won the title, where it's like, and that's, this is it. Yeah. You can write, write it out as long as you want, but this is the summation of everything, and you shan't be at this level again. Protecting women, um, people say, what is, like, is there anything verbally? Because I have, I have gotten physical with a man over something he did to a woman I was with. But it was physical. Mm-hmm. There's nothing anybody really could say to a woman other than maybe like, hey, let me lick your pussy or something real crazy. But even that, even in, with that, like, I've been like, you know, he, he, like, tried to fuck me. I'm like, well, does he know you're here with me? She's like, no. Okay, then stand next to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Like. Yeah, there's really. Because women would try to get niggas in some shit. Sure. I, I, and, you know, everybody's different. And just in the conversation that I had with my girlfriend about it, it's like, yeah, it's like if you, uh, I told her, it's like, yeah, if you wanted me to like beat the shit out of somebody over some, over words, it's like, I'm not doing, I'm, there's just no shot. Uh, to which she was like, yeah, never expect you to do that or want you to do that. Um, but you know, I guess everybody has their different, I don't know if Jada wanted Will Smith to slap Chris Rock in the face. I think that she wanted him to say something, and then Will Smith just went, "Oh, I, I, this is my chance to prove that I'm that I'm super husband or whatever," and just like o- overreacted. Hail to, Mary started playing his head. Yeah, yeah, like exactly, run yeah, quick, see, and then he just fucking went yeah, for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's like uh, that's not that's not the thing there, buddy. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I definitely don't think in the physical sense uh, that women need protecting in that way. Is there anything a man could say? Because, like, the only thing I can really think of that a man could say that would make, verbally, that would make me open hand smack him in a, in a public work setting. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. When I'm talking to bar, no. I'm talking a public work setting. The only thing I can really think of is it's like, all right, now you kind of disrespected my career and my money. Along with my woman, you bringing her into that. Like, I'm like, I can see myself, like, snapping over that. Or if I'm with a black woman or, or a Latina woman and he calls them, like, a racial slur. Yeah, it would have to, it would have to get racial. Uh, if I was with a white girl and he called her a cracker, I'd just be like, mm, I'm going to eat it. You know? Yeah, it would have to be on some type of racial tinge or on, like, the on the edge of like just like too far sexually um it would have to be yeah it would have to be racial in the realm of like non-consensual consensual sex speak uh and those are kind of really the only ways i would see myself even thinking about getting physical with somebody else over something somebody said about my partner um i would uh yeah if someone was like yeah if someone was like my your girlfriend's bald like, yeah, I know. 
I'm aware. If I, I hey, if I wasn't a fan of it, I would have said something or I wouldn't be. I can you see know you being I mean? into that. I, you know, if you got the right head for it, you gotta have the right head for it. Yeah, I think it. Jada's got a good head. Yeah, for she bald. looks great. She yeah. looks phenomenal, which is also the other thing. It's and I get like insecurity because it's led on by alopecia, but it's like you look really good. Like, you know, it's not like you're not Charlie Villanueva. Like, it's like it's okay that you're bald. That See, was so insane. If, if I was gonna baseball. do a bald joke, I would, Ra- I, Ralph would have been so mad if he was here and I just referenced that 2007 NBA player with alopecia. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph hates Ralph hates our bat. That's just like Ralph doesn't watch sports. Yeah. Know, he's, like, <laughs> he's like people don't want to hear about yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah. He, like, like, most of the people listening to this podcast are black. They like basketball. Like we like basketball. Yeah, but you know Ralph like he's he's like at home with like a deck of poker cards, going yeah. like, when can I go to Vegas again? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay, but 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 um, but closing this out because I want I want to end on the the note of women and and black women and. I don't I don't like talking a lot of black women business on here because I don't want to talk black women business when we don't have a representative here for that. You know? Sure. Yeah. But with that said, why are you niggas laughing? <laughs> why, why? <laughs> producer Danny, producer we, we, Brandon. We, we can see this green light flashing from a mile away, the butt. There's gonna be a butt here, but <laughs> here, here we are. <laughs> it's not gonna be one of the usual aisle butts where I like fuck it up. It's like <laughs> No, we're here for it, man. I'm going to continue on my noble path. (laughs) With that said, uh, (laughs) like we talked earlier about how, you know, talk about black women's hair and certain taboos. It's like there's certain things like you may not want to do a mixed company or whatever. And, like Mm -hmm. you know, Chris Rock made the documentary Good Hair. Yep. Can we put not... All of Chris Rock on the couch, but can we just put just kind of Chris Rock's stuff with women on the couch real quick? Okay. You you know more than I do, so I, I'm going to... I was you, trying to set you up for what you said earlier off the record. I wish I remembered what I said. Matt, Matt said, so I said, like, we're talking... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting Chris Rock in the game. So, Chris Rock to me, and this has been chronicled through like- Yeah, don't, don't put me in this. Yeah, everybody, I absolve you. I I put myself on this cross for all of us. It's um, like when LeBron said, said like, shout out Ralph. It's like when LeBron said like, don't blame Kyrie. I want all to blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that. I'm sitting with a cast in the press conference. Um, No, Chris Rock, just in the, you see it with like everybody hates Chris and like the way kind of he projects himself as how he grew up and how he was treated by not just women, but by people in general. Chris Rock does give off a little bit of black school shooter energy. <laughs> he is a guy who clearly, ha- and again, he did confirm this. Yeah, he said he would have yeah, been trench coat mafia. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so perhaps, perhaps a bit inappropriate, uh, given that he has said, like, yeah, I have issues like reading uh, nonverbal cues and things like that to say that about the guy. But clearly, he grew up in this, and he he's grown up and has been a guy who has issues connecting with people. And when it comes to relationships, uh, in dating and sex, so much of that is built on nonverbal communication. So if you struggle with that, you're going to struggle in relationships. You're going to struggle in sex and all these certain things. Um, so when you have 60 years of that built up, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, you might you might slip and you might step your toe in some waters that maybe you shouldn't step into. Is all I'm gonna say. Do you think Chris would fuck Jada? And when I say fuck her, I don't mean like, yeah, I'd sleep with her. Why not? You offer me a donut, I'd take one. Not in that way. But <laughs> do you think like he'd be like, oh, I'd fuck a face to f- oh, I'd lick a head? Do you think like he would no, just? I don't okay. think so. I don't. I I, I think. And I, I think that might be why he talks shit. Because if it, yeah. like, let's say like Halle Berry's there, and maybe, he would try maybe, to fuck maybe, Halle Berry. Yeah, on and stage. maybe it's not so much. Oh, Chris. I think Chris Rock's desire to non-desire to per, potential non-desire to uh, 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 fuck Jada is more derives from the very obvious fact that Jada Pinkett Smith would never sleep with a dude like Chris Rock. Even when he's Chris Rock. Correct. And perhaps some resentment exists because of that. Perhaps there, perhaps there is, uh, this is a callback to months ago, perhaps there is some nig cell involved <laughs> in there as we termed back in, what is it, like October. Uh, go back and listen to that episode with Will. It was good. That was good, uh, yeah. Uh, Three Coons is the episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a weird. I think there's definitely a weird energy there. Where do you stand on um? What 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 two thing two things as we get up out of here? I feel like I'm on stage and just like run the shit out the light. And I'm like, you know, all right, one more thing, one more thing. No, but where do you stand on on these two things, Matt? Where do you stand on black comics talking about black women's hair? Let me just ask you that. Where do you stand on that? It's not my. It's not like my place to say one way or the other. Uh, you know. You're if black. I, you, it is, well, how's it not in your place? You, no, you're talking about a, niggas right. like you talking as so, about as someone who, as someone who like didn't like grow up around a lot of black women. I'm just like, yeah, you don't fucking talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, definitely. I'm not gonna talk shit about. I'm not gonna talk about a black woman's hair when a like I don't have a lot of black women in my life to like know every fucking nuance. And but even then, it's like I've been around enough black women and been enough around black people where it's like, yeah, it's like maybe that's not the fucking field to go into. Um, I think that I, I don't know how good of an example this specific situation is to be like, yeah, don't talk about black women's hair when it's an ultra rich mega celebrity where this is like kind of the one bad the, the one bad thing that's happening in their life is that they have to shave their head and look phenomenal. Um, yeah, so, she can't gain weight. She got to like yeah. It's so so it's like yeah. yo, like fucking. I I mean anybody. Anybody should anybody talk your shit. If you think that you've got something funny, say it unless you're a white dude trying to get away with saying the N-word on stage, in which case just cut that shit out. It's been done before, it's been yeah. done better. Fucking stop. Um, so I I say people should have at it, but like you, you gotta come at it from in, in the words of Chris Rock, he said, make fun of what people do, not who they are. And he thought she shaved her head, she didn't think she had yeah. alopecia, so that's so, why he said it. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you, like, the reason why I don't, I've never, never will go on stage and, like, talk about black women's hair, unless you just, like, got a mohawk, and it's like, you clearly decided to do that shit, and she's sitting in the front row just being obnoxious. The reason why, like, I won't be, like, a nappy this or whatever is because a lot of what niggas that do talk shit about black women's hair is from a standpoint of you're comparing it to these other things, where it's like, so it's always from a... 
it's from a perspective of, because I'm a feminist in the traditional sense, so I'm like, women can do whatever the fuck they want, but get on my nerves. Other than that, you do whatever sure. the fuck you want. So sure. it's like, oh man, I'm tired of all these black women straightening their hair. That natural shit is good. I have black women in my life to straighten their hair, and they tell me it's more manageable. Mm-hmm. It's more manageable. And sometimes you don't want to have to deal with explaining extensions of braids, and you just do that. It's like, like, I ain't trying to explain. Like, I got a homie, and he's got, um, his hair is kind of like in between me and yours, Matt, you know? Yeah. And, but he's a nigga. He's, he's like, he's a street nigga. But he's like, I let women cut my hair because I go to a black barber shop and I feel like I got to show them these niggas a family picture of my lineage because like, boy, you sure you black? You sure? Right, they right. see my hair like, nigga, I ain't trying to do all that. It's this kind of got like Nipsey Hussle hair. If okay. you've seen Nipsey Hussle hair now, it's like, you know. So. Uh-huh. And yeah, so, so I mean, that's why I just don't do that because I'm like, I'm a feminine. Like, do whatever the fuck you want. And, and, and like, I do feel like a lot of the shit is through the lens of comparing to like, White woman hair, Latina hair, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely through a lens. It's absolutely. I love know. me some Latina hair, Danny. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Danny's like, I know your black ass do love some Latina hair. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, do I. All beauty standards, obviously, are done through, um, you know, this is obnoxious. But it's like, but it's true. It's like all our beauty standards are set through the lens of, like, what white people find attractive. Yeah, um, definitely. So, yeah, definitely when you're making fun of black hair and black women's hair you're doing it through uh it's being done in the perspective through a lens of white uh supremacy to some degree um and at all and you're also speaking to just like uh you know the dynamic of, of of gender and sex and the power dynamic between men and women you know it's like you know how many how many i don't think wanda sykes has a joke about black men's hair Thank you. You know what I mean? She don't fuck black men and she don't. <laughs> so it's so like, I talk about it. Right. So it's, yeah, it's like, what are, what's, what's kind of the, yeah, what's the point of going after that when you're not going to be coming at it with a, with a clean perspective, I guess you should, uh, you would say. So people, you know, joke about what you want, but like understand, think about for a second why you're making that joke. I remember, it's funny you say that. I remember Sammy obeyed. I was with him. We were doing the show in Seattle, 2014. And Sammy has this joke about how um, he, a guy comes up to him and asks him to donate, uh, save the children or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Sammy was like, well, why should I do it? And basically the premise is, it's like, uh, it's a deep cut math joke. And the premise is, uh, the guy says like, well, I like work, ha- I, I, I will only, I don't work full time, I work half time, part time. So, I can, uh, so I can hear and volunteer. And then I, and then he asked the numbers for like how much money they need to feed one child. And he said, dude, you could work full time and just donate a, not even a quarter of your paycheck. And then instead of being here talking to me, having this awkward conversation, fast forward, me and Sammy in Seattle, we're by Pike Street Market. And this guy asked Sammy these questions that like to help uh, feed a child. And Sammy talks to him for 20 minutes. And Sammy fucking hates people, as we all know. And then he says, all right, thank you. Have a good day. And Sammy walks off. And he said, see, I did that because even though I knew I wasn't going to donate, I have that joke. And you need to know what the fuck you're talking about on mm-hmm. stage if you're going to talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, that's... that's yeah. No, that's know your shit. Know your shit or you're not going to be free from the consequences of it, I guess. Uh, the consequences shouldn't be getting slapped in the fucking face. Uh, but, you know... Might get booed. 
Fi- final thing. Final thing. Mm-hmm. Before, before we close out. With the subject. Sons and six. What? Sons and six. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, do you think that black folk, we do have this thing where we do joke. I don't want to say about shit we should joke about, but do you think there's a thing where it's like, we joke about dirty laundry. I don't even want to say dirty laundry, but it's just kind of like, where this is what we're doing. Like, yeah, I mean, every uh, comedy is built on taboo. I think just uh, on an overall level. Um, but ours is with trauma yes, attached and, to but, it. Yeah, and that's the taboo of the black community is dealing with the intergenerational trauma that we've experienced by, you know, being here against our ancestors. Well, you know, where it's like, a, you know, a white person, like 9-11. Um <laughs> I'm going to make an American flag just white and black. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you ain't fixing my plumbing, bitch. (laughs) But yeah, so it's, it's, um, we, there's a habit to dip, there's definitely a habit to dive into that pool. Um, because A, comedy is built on doing that. But yeah, it's like, you know, I think there just has to be a, a degree of self-awareness when you decide to go into that territory where you need to avoid just being exploitive of that in the same way. Cause if you're being exploitive of it, you're no different than like these slave movies that come out that are just like mm. jerking off to trauma, you know, mm. just because you're making people laugh about it, you're still doing the same thing. So there needs to be an awareness. Jerking off to trauma. Yeah. That might be the name of the episode. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> well, this has been the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I've been your host, Lyle Barons. I've been Matt Duckett. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Brandon. Ralph, get well soon. I'm going to go beat off to Schindler's List. Wow, wow. <laughs>